Welcome to The Crunch with Crib. I'm Jess, and each episode I'll be talking with some of WA's best real estate agents and business people to find out what makes them tick and what lessons they've learned on their journey to success. Eric Cartanto has just been named as one of two WA agents to crack the REB Top 100 Agents in Australia for 2019. He's a five times recipient of Harcourt's WA Top Salesperson and has been awarded Rewa Grandmaster Salesperson status for six consecutive years. Juggling his own success with running the Harcourt's Applecross office, Eric has well and truly proved himself amongst the best in WA. So we got him on to chat about the secret sauce to his success. Eric, welcome to The Crunch. Thanks, Jess. And thank you so much for making the time to come in. It's a pleasure. Um, now, the first thing that I always ask our guests is how did you get started in real estate? How did you find yourself where you are? So it happened that uh, I dealt with the real estate agent who sold my in-laws property mm-hmm. and the agent ended up to recruit me. Really? Yes. Oh, there you go. Yes. What was it about your dealing with him that made him want to think that you could make it in real estate? Well, I think at that time I'm looking for a real estate job with different company. I've been accepted with uh, another agency, different suburb. Mm-hmm. But then he seems like he would like to, uh, he would like me to work for him. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he put me in the area that I think it will be good for me. And yep. yeah, I've been working at the same area for the last 15 years. Okay, so you started in Applecross and you're still there now? No, we're starting in, in Winthrop. Okay, yeah, not far yeah, away. Not far away. So 15 years you've been in real estate? Yes, I am. And what made you want to, you know, you said you were looking for jobs in real estate. What made you want to work in real estate? Well, I think it's quite a rewarding uh, job with the number of hours that you put into the job. Um, the outcome is very rewarding. You know? mm-hmm. And I've always been motivated when I joined the course with Rewa that sky is your limit. You know, you need to achieve on the top and so on. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's it's very rewarding job. Yeah. So very, um, obviously, very self-motivated. Yes. And um, what, what does motivate you? What keeps you motivated? Yeah, basically, I, I like real estate. Uh, I love meeting people and helping clients to fulfill their dream. Yeah. And of course, in real estate, um, the sky's the limit. is a very rewarding business. Yeah, yeah. So now you've got quite the resume. Five times top sales person at Harcourt's WA in yep. the last 10 years. Yes. And six consecutive Rewa Grandmaster salesperson since 2012. So what do you think, why do you think you're so successful? Well, basically we always try to provide an outstanding client experience and always strive to be the very best. Uh, it means working hard on every single lead we get, whether it's for listing or sales. Mm-hmm. So your client, the client experience that you're providing, you work in an area that's a fairly affluent area of Perth. I'm assuming that your clients have fairly high expectations of the service you provide. What, what are some of the things that you kind of do that go above and beyond for your clients? Well, it's, it's indeed very competitive business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started in Winthrop uh, doing the door knocking diligently. Yeah. And that's back in the summer day in December 2004. So we door knock every houses along that street and mm-hmm. most people saying no. And finally one lady just let me in yeah. and end up giving the listing to sell uh, her block in different location. Maybe it's another 30 minutes from the area that I'm working on. Yeah. So, and I've been continuing growing my market share in the area uh, for the last 15 years. Now it's probably come to 50, 60% of market share in the area. And then, um, Nine years ago, we start um, 
expanding the market in Apocross as well. Mm-hmm. And it's established suburb and it's very challenging uh, because they were more established and experienced real estate agent in the area. Yeah. But through the years, we have been helping numerous homeowners to move their house, uh, especially at the high-end uh, waterfront property. Yeah. So I suppose, yeah, there's um, nothing different with the agent. It's just being persistent and genuine in my approach to help my clients. Yeah. So you you mentioned door knocking. Is that something that you're still doing now? Um, actually, I'm pretty much blessed with the listing number that we yeah. have at the moment. Uh, we've been growing the number of listings from you know ten listing to twenty to thirty through the years, and now I got probably just close to eighty listing in my hand, mm-hmm. which is it's snowballing. And yeah. yes, I still do the door knocking, but it's in a different way. It's different on the location. Mm-hmm. Some suburb, it's okay for you to do the door knocking. In some suburb, I just send the homeowner letter, specific mm-hmm. buyers looking on your street and something like that. Yeah. And yeah, that's just a different way of doing the door knocking, sending a letter. But yes, I still doing door knocking uh, occasionally. Still in front of their faces yes. in some way. Yes. How do you think, what do you think it is... Um, what what are your main marketing methods now to get to get those listings apart from obviously the fly drops? Um, are you you know are you really persistent with your calls? What are some of the other things that you're doing fairly consistently? Um, yes, we do the. I think what I like is uh, actually it's from the home opens. Mm-hmm. Um, we're prospecting a lot naturally to the home open. At the home open, you come across buyer as well as sellers, homeowner, that they just went to your home open and checking how you're doing the works. Yeah. And they interact with you. They test you with some questions that you can answer. Mm-hmm. And then they call yep. just uh, for me to come into appraisal. I think the that presence from the home open is quite quite good. You know, mm-hmm. it's like uh, you're on the show and people come. And I love to uh, talk to people during the home open. You know, it's more like engage with every uh, visitor come. And whether they are just neighbors, which yeah. is that would be a good opportunity to prospect, or they quali- try to qualify some of those as the buyer. Mm-hmm. So I think I quite enjoy my home open as my tool of prospecting. Yeah. So you're there all the time. Uh, yeah, that's what I can think of. We said um, we had Simon McGrath from Abel McGrath in here a couple of weeks ago, and he said the same thing. He said, Home opens is showtime. That's when I. You know, that's when I do my prospecting. So it's interesting to hear you say the same thing. Absolutely. um, And possibly a fairly similar kind of demographic maybe that that you guys are working with. So it's very interesting. Now, you have a lot of agents that work at your office with you. Is that something that you um, would say to all of them is is home open time is show time? Yes, absolutely. So home open time is uh, show time. That's a time that you need to dress up properly. You need to come punctual and you need to be able to switch on and greet every client, mm-hmm. interact with them. So, eh, and just be nice with them, engage the conversation, knowing who they are and where they live and whether they are looking. And so just be an agent that easy to be approached and easy to be to, uh, for someone to talk with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, the, the agents that are working with you currently in your office? Are you, do you have a role in training them? Um, are they all pretty self-sufficient um, or, or are you fairly hands-on in terms of managing that team? Um, most of my uh, sales team, I think they're pretty much um, self-managed. They can mm-hmm. uh, running the listing and sales and so on. So, But I always make myself available uh, just for one-on-one meeting mm-hmm. whether they need any direction or they need any uh, knowledge or share knowledge or 
occasionally, if they want me to come at their listing presentation, I'm more than happy to go with them. Yeah. And just try to win the listing. So, and in different occasion, um, I would like to take them as well to my listing presentation, mm-hmm. just to sit down there and watch uh, how I win the listing and how I negotiate with the over. So, yeah, my team will have the opportunity to uh, to get trained in that part. It's more like, you know, just on-the-job training. You know, you come with me, you, you watch, and then let, let me think what you, what's your thought. You yeah. know, if there is anything good that you can take home and you can apply for yourself because every individual salesperson is completely different. Mm-hmm. So it's depending. I cannot make everyone look like me, but at least if they found something that they can take home and they can use the script on the dialogue and so on, that would be really uh, practical for them. Yeah. Mm. I've got two follow-ups from that. The first is around the agents that you bring on. Is there something particular that you're looking for when you're hiring staff? Are there particular qualities that you're looking for or is it numbers? What, what are you looking for when you bring people into your business? Um, well, the first thing is, of course, I want to see, I'm talking about the experienced salesperson here. Mm-hmm. I want to see their track record. Yeah. How many listings they have, how many sales they have. You can check it easily from raywhite.com. You know, all your number is there. Yep. So secondly, of course, you want to have uh, an agent who got a good track record. They can liaise with the client. They can liaise with their team members and with the employer who hire them. So, yeah, they need to be a team player. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I think that that's what I'm looking for, an agent. Okay. And the second follow-up I had from from that last answer that you gave, you mentioned listing and how someone presents at a listing presentation. And you also mentioned your negotiation skills. What... What's your preference? Do you love to list? Do you love winning the listing or do you love to sell? I prefer both. <laughs> but listing is a king. Yeah. Having one listing will attract another listing. Yeah. And of course, listings will produce sales. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the negotiation? Do you get a bit of a, a buzz from that when you get the offer in? Well, negotiation, long way before we present the offer, when you pick up the listing, I think you just need to be very truthful to the owner, mm-hmm. especially with the property value mm-hmm. on this current market is quite tough. Yeah, And I'm trying to stay genuine with my approach and my assessment is not always the highest price. Yeah, I'm doing my listing presentation. Of course, we want to win the listing, but I'm not going to buy the listing just because of, you know, pressing it up so high, then yeah. you give the wrong expectation to the client. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, most of my listing presentation, the value that I provide on the client is the lowest. Yeah. Yes, the client sometimes not happy, but I do have one experience like a uh, couple of months ago, I gave the numbers to the client and he's really upset. And then sit on with him and the wife probably for two hours. Yeah. And they're trying to grill me, oh, you need to get me more, this is my expectation, and so on. I just tell them, look, the reality, this is the data of the sales in your area. Yeah. Yes, you'll be upset, but I'm here not to give you of a promise. Mm-hmm. And then it's followed by another meeting. Uh, apparently, he called me back, <laughs> and he said, Eric, I'm happy that you're very upfront. Yeah. And I said, well, this is the way we do business. And not a long time, maybe three, four weeks on the market, we managed to secure the deal. Uh, exactly within the price range that I give to him. Mm-hmm. So honesty is really your uh, main attribute to in the listing and yeah. stay true to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Have you seen, you mentioned the markets, you know, it's tough at the moment out there and, you know, everyone's been talking about that. Have you had to change the way you operate at all over the last few years to meet the market or? Uh, not necessarily. Um, well, buyers still buying. 
yeah. seller still selling. Um, educating the seller on the price expectation is the the highlight of every single listing mm-hmm. that you have. Some client agree at the beginning of your listing. Some took two months mm-hmm. to realize. <laughs> some took two years. Yeah. So as long as I'm telling them the truth from the beginning, I will go along with them. Yeah. You know, I told them normally, look, I got two months to sell. I, I can work with you for six months. Or if you want two years, I will go along the way, whichever yeah. you want. You yeah. Know, so Eventually you'll figure out that the price I gave you correct. a year ago is the price correct. that it's going to sell for. Yes. <laughs> yes. True. Have, um, what about buyers and sellers' expectations in terms of the way you work with them? Has that changed since you, you know, in the last few years? I think one simple thing is communication. Mm-hmm. With a seller, they employ you, they trust the property to you. They would like to get updated. Mm-hmm. How's the marketing going? You're doing the home open, they just want to know how many people came through, who they are. As long as you provide them the details, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't get pressure when the seller's contacting you. Make it very clear at the beginning that, hey, this is how I'm going to work. I'm going to do home open. Uh, my, my routine is normally, as soon as finish doing the home open, one home open, going to the second home open, I send my client email. And hey, Mr. And Mrs. Seller, uh, I just finished from your place. I got three people through. And mm-hmm. I'll describe one by one who they are, whether they're buyers or not. Yeah. And then the client is pretty much fine as long as they they being kept in the loop. Uh, they really appreciate it. And also with the buyer is, yes, you need to be approachable agent for them so they can talk to you with, don't get offended with any price they throw to you. Some buyer is just testing mm-hmm. most of the time. You know? <laughs> so you just need to be nice, approachable. But on the same time, you need to be upfront with them. You know, so what price range is it within your price range or not? If not, then I won't continue to engage them to push them to make an offer on that, this particular property, mm-hmm. which is out of their range. I normally just divert them to another property. Why don't you have a look at that one? They're probably much more suitable with your property mm-hmm. and still respect on their judgment and their opinion. So, yeah, work, work with the buyer is, is very important. Yeah. I wanted to ask, now you've just been named as one of the top 50 agents in Australia, one of two in WA. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and you mentioned before you're carrying, you're holding a lot of listings at any one time. Yep. So obviously lots of success, lots of work. How do you juggle everything? And what, what do you think, you know, what do you think it is you're doing at the moment that is making you so successful? Two questions there. Sorry. So you can start with... <coughs> Start with um, how you're juggling. With the, well, in the end, you need to be able to manage the listing. Of course, I'm being helped by my team member as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the home open, they're helping me to mm-hmm. obtain the home opens. And yeah, I think we, we share it between the team. All Do the you have just one have. team member? Uh, I have I have one allocated PA working for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, with the home open, we, we share as well to mm-hmm. a few different uh, sales team, yeah. you know, so give them opportunity to convert sales or listing as well. Mm-hmm. And then what is it, what, what do you think you're kind of, what's behind you being so successful this year, you know, amongst all of the WA reps and, and in a market that is so tough? What do you put that down to? Yeah, keep persistence. Yeah. Following every single leads. Yeah. Conversion is a must. Yeah. So don't give up to doing the follow-up call to have second viewing, third viewing, even at the end, they're not buying, that's fine. So you need to make sure that 
the follow up has been diligently done properly and yeah so chasing from the conversion mm-hmm. whether it's listing or sales that's what you want to to have as an end result we we obviously went through at the at the beginning your long list of accolades and you've been very successful for a very long time have you had any really tough times in real estate yes it's the beginning of my career yeah. uh, 15 years ago the first three months is quite quite tough and just after GFC mm-hmm. is when the market is slow. Yeah. Then a lot of objection on the price from the buyer. That would be, I think this two time would be quite tough for yeah. the real estate industry. And how did you push through that? Um, uh, understanding <laughs> understanding the, the market, mm-hmm. understanding the buyer's view on value. Well, during that time, it's a lot of buyers, like especially after the GFC, People worry if they're buying the property for this particular X dollars of money, whether the price will be going down for the next six months. Mm-hmm. And that's their concern. And of course, we want to take it into consideration as well when you bring the offer to the seller and also when you speak with the buyer. So it's more like understanding their point of view. Mm-hmm. But at the same time as well, you need to tell the buyer up front, hey, this is the seller expectation. I qualified every lead. I qualified every offer so i'm not the type of agent just writing up the offer just for the sake of writing up the offer and then you bring to your seller and say mr seller this is the market price mm-hmm. so while well, i'm not really doing my job to qualify whether these people can afford or not yeah so it's sometimes it's not really market price it's just the agent is not really qualifying the lead mm-hmm. whether these people can afford or not yeah okay what what do you think it is that um you know, real estate is one of those industries that lots of people start and then they drop out of. Um, what do you think it is about it that people don't, you know, don't succeed? Or, you know, why is the dropout rate so high? Well, I think I, through my 15 years with real estate, I've been hiring um, a few sales team mm-hmm. and some is maintained quite well, some is just not last too long. So... I think there's a few things that make people fail in real estate. Um, firstly, they're spending too much time on things that you can control mm-hmm. and then start blaming the situation and themselves. Mm-hmm. You cannot blame the market. The price drop, the price drop, you have no control. But yeah. it's not an excuse to not picking up the listing and not making sales. Yeah. Um, and some of those is not prepared to work hard and diligently doing the right activities. Yeah. They're just waiting, passive, but not being proactive. Mm-hmm. No focus and set target. At the end of the day, real estate is not for everyone as well. Real estate might not be their their things. Mm-hmm. So and they just have to accept the reality. Yeah. You know. So that's what I can think. When did you um you know, you're you're a licensee of your business. How much of a hand do you take in actually training your sales? And we mentioned it before, they come out to listings with you and do you take a pretty heavy approach to making sure that they are succeeding in your office? Uh, yes, we we do have the. I'm more like um, having it within my one-on-one meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the set target, and I have to. Yes, I sit down with them and just keep tracking how many listing, how many prospecting you did every every week. Yeah, and what is your coming up listing? What what you've done with your coming up listing? Yeah, what follow up you've done, and we also have the regular training with the Harcourts Academy. It's mm-hmm. pretty much great support for us. And some share knowledge of the other salesperson who's been quite 
successful and high respected within the group as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the training is ongoing one on one as well as we got the Hakots Academy, who's been very supportive to us. Do you think you're a tough boss? <laughs> uh, not really. I'm quite, I'm quite easygoing. I'm quite relaxed. Yeah. But I give my time. I spend my time. I'm happy to sit on. I'm happy to discuss for hours, as long as for improve the business yes. and how to get more market share, not just to listening people complain. Yeah. And so if they come to me asking for share knowledge, asking for how to deal with this buyer, how to write up the over, I'm more than happy to show them how. Yeah. But if they come to me and more likely just complaining and start whinging about their market situation and how to find listing, how to find sales, then I told them, look, I have no time for that. I got a better thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. How do you split your time between running the business and running your own desk, I guess, your own sales? and? Uh, it's not easy. <laughs> so, Lots of overtime. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of overtime. And, but I got my, my routine to do. Uh, every week, uh, every Monday morning, I just sit down with my assistant and we go through, uh, you know, from the home open that we did a couple of days before. And I know uh, what to do during that week. If there is any lead, I have to chase or any appointment. So pretty much I'm quite organized in terms of the, the diary, what we think we have this week. Yeah. And any other time, then I always make myself available for whoever uh, staff member who want to see me, then they can see me, they can get me easily. Mm-hmm. If you could give yourself a piece of advice 10 years ago, 15 years ago, to little Eric starting out in real estate, <laughs> what would you say? Start earlier. <laughs> really? Yes. What were you doing before real estate? I used to work in the Australia Post for, oh, okay. for two years. There you go. Yep. So get started, get stuck in. You still love it. Yeah, like it. Yeah, like it. Yeah, like <laughs> won't go so far as to say love no, it. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> what would your piece of advice be to, to someone who's just starting out, getting started as an agent, looking to start a career in real estate? Well, there's a few things. Uh, number one, set your goal clearly and stick to it, no matter what. Mm-hmm. The right discipline will bring to the right result. Mm-hmm. Being persistent and faithful in the process. Don't stop until it happens. Mm-hmm. You know when you do profiling like doing the letter drop you've done I've done 1000 every every month yeah you know so and some sales probably try for three months and giving up Eric doesn't work yeah so when we are setting up our business in Apocross area which we're competing with a lot of established agents yeah. very experienced which yeah. I have highly respected most of them and I've been trying to build the profile uh flyer drop on the newspaper, the for sale sign for seven years mm-hmm. before the result come and we start picking up some markets here. Mm-hmm. So don't stop until it happens. Yeah. I have one final question for you because persistence has come up a little bit and I've spoken about it with other guests. So I'm wondering how you have learned to be disciplined in your persistence and not let failure affect you to keep going even when it's hard and even when you know, people are saying no or not answering the phone. How do you keep it? How do you keep going? Well, I will not take no as an answer. <laughs> you know, um, I have an experience like I'm chasing, prospecting one particular listing, which is quite um, luxury listing in, in South Park. Mm-hmm. And I provide my clients uh, appraisal. Mm-hmm. 
previously on the market with another two agent. They got very high expectation, which is uh, at my listing presentation, I told them uh, it's probably 700,000 above the market value, mm-hmm. which then the client decided, okay, Eric, on this occasion, I give it to the other agent. Yeah, They choose the fourth agent. Mm-hmm. And a bit disappointing, but I keep watching. And come into three, four months of the listing, it's not selling. I come and approach the client again, just see how it goes, and they say, still not selling. And then they came in the opportunity to have the listing. They asked me the same question, how much you reckon it's worth? I say, well, it's same with my assessment four months ago. Mm-hmm. Same. They're not happy, but they came in the listing, and yeah. okay, try this X dollar a bit higher, and we try it. Then within two months, I managed to bring the over exactly as per my assessment four months before. Yeah. And they're really happy. Yeah. They accept the over as cash deal. And with the property market that currently quite drop in value, uh, my client would be loving now looking at the price that we achieved back six years ago mm-hmm. into this market. The discount is probably another one million. Mm-hmm. So they cash okay. up the money on the right time. Yeah. And apparently the price that I gave to them is high. Okay. And they just realized after yeah. a few years. <laughs> uh, Eric, I think that's a great note to end on. Don't take no for an answer. Um, I want to thank you for your time. I know you were maybe not looking forward to coming in, but I hope it hasn't been as hard as, as, hard as you expected. And um, again, congratulations on some amazing results this year. Thanks, Jess. My pleasure to share. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love any feedback or guest suggestions. So hit me up on Instagram. You can find me on Jess at Crib. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to tell a friend.